Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to this. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. This is part three of our trilogy, sort of like Star Wars, but a lot worse. We're going to be talking <laughs> all things domestic rugby. Nothing you'll be pleased to know about the World Rugby Awards. We've covered all that. But to break it all down with me, it's Phil Logan. Hello, Philip. Hello, Jonathan. Good to finally be reunited with you. Yeah, it is nice, isn't it? I'm, yeah. I'm particularly as we're doing my favourite subject, which is the Premiership. <laughs> the Avicii. Yeah, there again. If I had to talk about uh, award ceremonies every week, I'd be more than happy to do that. <laughs> Hanging out with all the celebs. Oh, it happens, doesn't it? Have you got any uh, inside goss that you can tell me? Just something a little bit secret. Mm, a little bit secret. Do you know what? We basically told you everything that we could tell you, <laughs> except for the Scottish lads I don't think had been to bed since their win. <laughs> I mean, that is... Oh, that is a good... That was a hell of a performance. Yeah, I mean, that is a genuine thing. That I'm pretty sure... They hadn't been to bed. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, right, so this is the Premiership, well, the Premiership edition, the d- midweek domestic podcast. Before we get into it, just remember, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm, I'm at Jay Beardmore. You can find us at Rugby Podcast. Phil doesn't have a Twitter account because you're too important, aren't you? <laughs> uh, I just like to kind of uh, voyeur everything through the Egg Chasers account. Exactly. Uh, Tim, Tim runs in... Runs the Instagram, and also you can find him at Cocker. Right, uh, let's talk about last week's games. Um, which game particularly stood out for you? The game, the performance, and probably the result that stood out most. Oh, tough. So Worcester away at Leicester. Has to be Worcester. The, well, the other one is Exeter at Saracens. Yeah, well... Yeah, I mean, I thought the Gloucester result was very impressive. It was very impressive, but you mentioned it last week... I think Newcastle have flattered to deceive a little bit. I don't think they've been performing as well as they could have done this season. Um, so I will caveat the Gloucester. Great, great result. Great scoreline. Some brilliant tries. Purdy looking very good, but perhaps not as good as it could be because Newcastle are misfiring a little bit. So I'm going to join some dots together here. Okay. And the dots I want to join are the teams who seem to have added are not doing so well. Okay. So, Sale Sharks at the moment are not doing particularly well. It's not surprising they had the most additions of all the teams in the Premiership. Newcastle, 
added a lot of players. Initially started very strongly, but they started strongly primarily with guys yeah. they started with from last year. Yeah, yeah. So Contractual stability as a, a certain Ben Darwin might say. Ben, ben Darwin's law, which I always, always, re- always refer to. So that's not really a surprise. The one which really surprised me, and I think this is the most impressive game of the weekend, or the most re- impressive result, is that of Gloucester's. Okay. And just to put you in the picture of why I think it's impressive, it was the defensive display. I thought the Gloucester defence was mighty. And in the past, they have relied on having better players or more skillful players to unlock defences. More skillful outside backs, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, doesn't seem to be any more. Now, I will caveat this by saying I'm not sure if it's it's sustainable. And do you want to know why I don't think it's sustainable? Uh, I I would be very intrigued because it does seem to be built on good foundations when you look at um, the work that Ackerman's done in particular with the pack. But enlighten me. Right, so yes, Ackerman has done very, very good work. They've got a good group group of players and they won away from home. Yeah. So they have only lost two games all all season, one of of which was an absolute trousing to To sail. Of of all the teams. Yeah. I mean... it is absolutely bizarre. The reason I like this so, uh, so much is sheer is because of the sheer work sheer work rate. Now, if I'm right, which I often am, obviously, <laughs> always Lewis, I thought exactly. Lewis Ludlow got 29 tackles. Wow! I mean, that is a big, big workload. That's an enormous workload. But it doesn't actually stop there because if you look through through the tackling stats. Lewis Ludlow got 29. Um, I can't say his name, but let's call him Pelodri? Uh, Pelodri. Pelodri? Jake, Jake Pelodri. That's the boy? Yeah. 24 tackles. Yeah. Tom Savage, 24 tackles. Yeah. Ackerman, seven, 17. Thrush, 13. The reason... Oh, sorry. Simmons, 18. The reason that I don't think it's sustainable is because that is a bigger workload then, well, comfortably than anyone else this weekend. Yeah. I mean, that's just phenomenal. And you can't make 29 tackles, 24 tackles, 24 tackles, so on and so forth, consistently every week. You just can't do it. Hopefully they won't have to, because they were playing Newcastle at Newcastle. Nice pitch, good condition. well, relatively good conditions that game was in. So Newcastle had a lot of ball, a lot of pressure, and put it onto them. But they they held up phenomenally. They held up brilliantly. So it will be interesting to see. Mm. I don't expect those tackle stats to be replicated week in, week out. They can't be. Cause no. They, they, no team is getting that much ball, that much possession uh, in a normal game, normal circumstances. Yeah, so the question is, if they're not unlocking teams, and they are actually playing good attacking rugby too, uh, but if they're not, Unlocking teams and got to rely on rely on their defence and they're not hitting those sort of numbers, which are extraordinary numbers. What next? Yeah, you know, it is. It's going to be very very hard to replicate, but hope. But, but hopefully they can. Yeah, and right now they are. Guns. Right now they are unlocking defences as well. So they're putting in the defensive shift. They've got a good platform for the forwards, and you've got some boys outside who are dangerous, dangerous yeah. with ball in hand. And I'm going to just mention one guy in particular, Henry Purdy. Yeah, uh, he has a very special talent. 
it seems to me, to hit the line at his maximum speed. <laughs> I mean, he he's not a big lad from what I can tell. I mean, maybe maybe I'll look him up and he's 6'2 and 120 kgs. I don't think he's, <laughs> he's not. I, I can tell you, I've not looked him up. He's not 120 kgs. <laughs> he just hits the line at such pace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great, great timing. And I just can't understand for the life of me why Gloucester have decided that the best way to close out a game is to move Billy 12 trees to 10. They're twice now. <laughs> uh, Billy, Billy, Billy. Playing like only Billy 12 Trees can. Yeah, so the, <laughs> the makeup of the Premiership table at the moment, right? Yeah. Is Exeter Chiefs have got the most wins at seven. Yeah. And then the next four teams yeah. have six wins. Yeah. And then the next down to nine have four or, uh, four or five wins. Yeah. So, so when you get to sail at three. So I guess the point is anyone really is looking at top top four all, all the way down to sail, who I completely wrote completely wrote off. But just looking at how the how the league is is shaping up is completely possible. Yeah, you'd say so. Um and I would like to interestingly just throw extend that one more so you've extended it to sail, who are on three wins. I'd probably just extend it one more to Worcester. <laughs> who are on two wins, but two consecutive wins. And we mentioned it last week. Uh, we mentioned it last year as well. The halfback honeymoon period. Mm-hmm. So you've got John Lance and Huhard. Yep. And also Ryan Mills. So you've kind of got three ball players, And they're, they're again, they've got good foundations. They've got a good, solid pack. Um, some young English guys like uh, Singleton and Will Spencer doing some really nice things. And then you've got this exciting, ambitious attacking backline as well. Yeah, and at some point, they're going to get Ben Teo back. Yeah. Which is going to be mighty impressive. Who I think will probably slot in at 13. It looks like it, doesn't it? It it does, yeah. But having him as an option as well, so you can you can play ball outside or having him as a either a decoy runner or as a direct running option. Because he was, uh, well... I was going to say at the start of the season, let's go back a tiny bit. The Lions tour, he was playing pretty well. Yeah, completely agree. <laughs> the best centre of his type. Yeah, uh, that is, well, not currently fit, but that was fit at the time. Mm, completely agree. Uh, I don't know how he quite fits into this team, actually, because Ryan Mills does give him a little bit of extra width. He's a yeah. second playmaker. Ben Teo simply isn't that. Maybe he plays Th- 13, yeah, but, 13. but you know, they're pretty well served there. I think thirteen. I think it, I think he comes in at thirteen, and you keep the the overall shape, but you just have a bit more power and dynamism at thirteen. You know, if I'm Worcester, I keep the players that are winning. I keep Ben Tao on the bench, and I bring him on with thirty minutes to go. Finisher. Yeah, yeah. He's been used like that by Eddie Jones. I'm pretty certain he could be used like that by oh, Worcester. Absolutely, could be. But Eddie Jones does have a bit more base level firepower to choose from. He does. <laughs> um, and also one of your oh. one of your old adages is money plays. Money plays. And he's if not the most expensive, he's just he's in that bracket of the most expensive players at, at Worcester. Well I think I'd be tempted just to let him play his way back into the team. Yeah. You know, give him thirty minutes, see how he goes. You know, bags bags a try, give uh, start him for the next game. Yeah. But I'd actually say out of the two of them Ryan Mills is, is probably more important. And I don't think it's a coincidence, you know, that, that Pennell is is fit and they've started to win. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you've got him and Adams, Josh Adams on the wings who are doing... Like, Josh Adams looks brilliant. He, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, the try he scored at the weekend was magnificent. Uh, but you need that kind of slightly more uh, secure and sensible, slightly older head now, uh, Chris Pennell. Yeah, I, I do wonder how much of the very exciting performance that we saw from Worcester, probably including a try of the season candidate from Jack Singleton. I do wonder how much of that is down to Leicester not being <laughs> particularly good. I was just going to come on to that. Uh, it's interesting because Leicester, are, they're always good at home, almost no matter who they put out. But then you look down this team and it's, I mean, it's really not pretty. It's not vintage Leicester. No, it's not. They're, they're missing a load of guys through internationals. They're missing guys through injury. But, this is it's pretty sparse. Well, Toulouse Viano's got a few international caps, and you look down. Toulouse Viano's class, yeah, and he is genuinely a very good player. Yeah, but after that, the, the entire backline, I don't think they've got a single international cap amongst them. No, and oh. and and of them, how many of them are even first choice at Leicester? Uh, none really. <sighs> I mean, Adam Thompson, maybe, maybe uh, Nick Maloof, To be fair, is. Do you reckon? Well, they can't both be, can they? Because Johnny May plays. Yeah, so, well, it, yeah. I mean, they're sort of first-team players, maybe not first yeah. name on, on, so, on the team sheet. So you might say one of those two is. Mm. And then of the the pack, uh, none of the front row. No, actually. Mike Fitzgerald, Graham Kitchen so, might have a, an, a, an A, the Saxons cap somewhere. Mike Williams nearly did, Brendan Connell, and Mapalangi probably has got a few Tongan caps. And that is it. So yeah. it's actually a pretty poor side. It is a poor side. And they they played like it. They were put under pressure by a decent on-the-day Warriors side. So It'll be interesting to see how things turn around because there'll be incentives to give the England boys and, and other uh, internationals a rest. Leicester need them back more than ever. Hundred percent. So George Ford. Yeah. I mean, how do you play? How did Leicester play a game without George Ford? Johnny May. Can they afford to play without Johnny May? Uh, Genge and Cole. They've got to get them all in. Yeah. Uh, there isn't a team in the Premiership that drop off quicker than Leicester when their yeah. first teamers are away. Uh, I'd even include Quinns in that. Yeah, I, I would as well. Because I think the Quinns second team. The Quinns second team isn't too bad. They, they managed to beat uh, Saracens second team. So. Yeah, you know, not not too bad at all. Going back to Worcester a second, they have got a enormous game this weekend. They have sailed down in six ways, and I cannot call that. I mean, we'll talk about it more later. But well, was it time to have it? Yeah, Worcester riding high sail. They got a win, but they didn't play particularly well. Well, probably the, the, the most important thing is grinding out the win, though. It is. I, I mean, this was so important for Sale. I, I can't stress how important it was. They're currently on three wins. They stayed on two wins. They are almost caught by by, by Worcester, who could have could have overtaken them with a win this weekend. Yeah. Um, and also, they're in a funny situation now because, um, I mean, I wrote an article for Talking Rugby Union about, their, about the place that they find themselves. Steve Diamond is away from that club now for six weeks, and they are bloody lucky that he is away over basically an Anglo-Welsh um, <laughs> month. So they've got Cardiff, they've got Leon, they've got Cardiff again, 
and they've got to lose, and then he should be back after that. So they only missed two games in the Premiership without and, him. And yeah, their focus has to be on the Premiership. It's, it's 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 not quite yet their focus is survival, but that that is. Hmm. But, if they've got any ambitions of getting top six, which we know they they do, and certainly did have at the start of the season, well, that's no the one, only thing they. Can no one's ever made the top four with any more than eight losses. They are currently on five losses, six losses, six losses. Sorry, six losses. Yeah, so top six is is quite conceivably doable. Now, what I do like about what they've done is they play their strongest team, no matter what. So you might say in the case of Leicester, hey, it's Anglo-Welsh weekend, let's rest all the boys, or it's, you know, uh, European Challenge Cup, don't need to. Well, it's important that Sale do, because their team cohesion has to improve week on week, and the only way you can do that is to throw them in every week. So I I do agree with that because of the position that Sale find themselves in. Mm. The downside of that is just you playing week in week out there is a mental and physical fatigue to doing that do you know I don't think it's it is that great but if you're an England player you're playing week in week out but you're just playing in different teams if you're at Sale Sharks you're just playing in Sale Sharks <laughs> so I don't actually think it is that great and also the intensity you're playing at is typically lower because if oh. you're playing Anglo-Welsh or Challenge Cup or a Premiership weekend without internationals you're still getting your game time in but not like Owen Farrell is getting his game game time in against Claremont and the All Blacks or whoever it is. True, but the, one of the big things is at this stage of the season, all of the players will have at least two or three knocks. That mm-hmm. mani- like they'll have rolled an ankle, they'll have got a dead leg, they'll have got a uh, strained ligament in a hand or thumb or something like that. And that's the kind of thing that if you have two weeks off, mm. you get over them, but they all start to compound at this stage of the season. Well, my real worry for them is the team that they played against Northampton simply just aren't very good. <laughs> they're uh, they're not well. Ah, uh, we spoke about Northampton so much. I can't I can't work them out. They've got good players. They've got potential. There are times when they look excellent, and there are other times when they look like they they don't know what they're doing. Well. Yeah, I think Northampton will be, ironically, quite happy with this result. They went out with a back line who you just wouldn't recognise. I mean, when I say wouldn't recognise, if you met them in the street, you simply wouldn't know who Stevenson, Hutchinson, Estrella and James Grayson were. They'd yep. all be in a bar together, and you would not know that those <laughs> four had started a, prem- a premiership game that day, even though you covered the premiership. Yeah. So they're not exactly household names, to put it mildly. This has happened because they were so disappointed with last week's result at, at Worcester. So they will be able to hang their hat on something, which is they've gone up to the AJ Bell. They've, they've actually played relatively well, and they've only just lost. They could have tied the game. They actually went and tried to win it twice. Yeah. The, disappointing would be they scored two early tries. You kind of think, yeah, they're on top. They can convert this, and then... They've fallen away. They've let Sale get back into the game. Some soft defence, some soft uh, kind of uh, set piece plays, some soft line speed, and mm. Sale come back into it and ultimately win. Yeah, uh, both these teams are, in my mind, in a similar sort of situation, which is they can't afford any injuries. I mean, uh, Sale in particular. If they got an injury to, say, John Ross, that could be. Dev- I mean, an injury to Faf de Klerk at this point. It is basically half <laughs> the clerk's team against everyone else. So, a, an injury to either of those two two boys, and they would be done for. I I, re- I really think that. Yeah. 
Uh, other results. So Bath comfortably beat Harlequins. Yeah. And it it felt like two weakened teams this, but Bath, um, in particular, uh, Zach Mercer, Paul Grant played well, and Freddie Burns. Freddie right. Burns looking good. I just want to make this point on Bath. Don't really care much for Harlequins at the moment. Um, they got comfortably beaten. Bath are bizarre. They currently sit third in the table. They've got the second yep. best record in the league, joint second best. Yep. Um, and they just seem to fill their ranks with anyone they can find. <laughs> I mean, we've got young Englishman James Wilson. Yeah, who's, yeah. what, 34, now 35? Uh, who kind of came, it was released by Northampton and just came in midway through the season to, was to he plug a France gap. Was he or something? Was he? I, yeah, young Englishman James Wilson, who's 35 and a Kiwi. Um, they're yeah. looking for a additional hooker, so that's not going to be a big name. That's just going to be a guy that you can, just, you know, get off get off the street. Yeah, you know, you're a big lad. You look like you can play a bit. Can you throw in? Congratulations, back contract. <laughs> in fact, no, no, forget it. Um, <laughs> Are you tempted? Yeah, I mean, there's the likes of Alex, uh, oh, Alex, Alex, Aled Brew. Yeah, um, and fair play to him. He's actually he's actually shown up really really well. <laughs> he, he has. He's been. Because he played last season and wasn't, he didn't have the best season last season. He's actually doing pretty well. He's finishing his tries. He's making meters. Yeah, he look. He actually looks like just a run of the mill Premiership winger, which sounds like I'm damning with faint praise. I guess I am, uh, but that's more than what you'd expect if <laughs> you would were to sign him la- uh, last year. Yeah, uh, Perinisi's basically retread. Uh, you know, you look at all these guys and you think mm, it's not. Uh, I mean, uh, Scott Andrews. Scott Andrews. <laughs> uh, Scott Andrews for the longest time was a bit of a byword for a joke in Welsh rugby, but here he is playing playing at Bath. Well, they, they have got um, Autorak and, and Lahif back. Mm. Did Did you see Max Lahif changing uh, charging down, not charging down, chasing down Ibitoye? Ibitoye. I did. He looked That's, quick. It's unbelievably quick for someone who is the best part of 120 kg. Yeah, he's a he's a good athlete, isn't he? <laughs> he there's, is. There's no two ways about it. That was that was pretty impressive. It was a hell of a try by uh, Ibitoye. It was a, a brilliant try all round because it was a bath break. Ball goes loose and uh, Gabriel Ibitoye uh, speeds in from 60, 70, 80 yards. Yeah, I mean, the only thing to say about Hawkins, I guess, is I quite like the look of James Lang. I know he's an RGC lad. Ding. Ding, yeah. But, you know, I do think he looks good at 12. He's a big physical specimen. Got... Good all-round skills. I yep. think he might do something. Do you think he will keep his place with uh, JR back? Hard to say. Depends what you want to do with your team. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, Jamie Roberts is a leader, um, one of the best players of his generation. Uh, defense, so they've conceded 38 points. He'll lead the defensive line in the backs. Yeah. I mean, give the defensive shape. I mean, Money plays. Money plays. There we, there um, we go. There's your answer. Yeah, he's not going to keep his. He'd have to be exceptional to keep his place over James Robertson. I think at the moment he's kind of hovering around competent to good. Yeah, competent Premiership players. Yeah. Then, so the other ones. Firstly, we'll just briefly touch London Irish losing thirteen seventeen to Wasps. Yeah, uh, Wasps are about to take off. I'm sure of this. So, Sippers is back, right? Kind of. So back off the bench, mm-hmm. uh, so that's got to be good to get the two playmakers. Uh, the, the, and Eastman the be- as well. The best axis that they had last season. 
like the core of all of their great performances last season was the Cipriani Gopeth axis. Correct. If you can get that back and firing with boys like Wade and Willie LaRue, who actually looked good for one of the first times I've seen him this season. Yeah, Willie LaRue really came through this game well. I think he had like 128 me- Oh, uh, yeah. More than, 100, more than 100 metres made. Which so, is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I do think Wasps are about to turn the corner, though. Um, I don't know how far they're going to get this season because I do think they're substantially weaker than they were. But, you know, they've got good players and they're coming back uh, back into fitness. Yeah, and the flip side of this is London Irish. They're at home against a weakened Wasp team uh, and they were in the game for a long period and then there's this 10-minute spell when Wasp scored their three tries uh, 60, 70 minutes in and that's it. They're, they're done, they're lost. Yeah, another, it's almost another like game. These teams that get promoted aren't paying attention to the bit of the manual where it's you've got to pay attention for the whole game. Because <laughs> if you turn off for ten minutes, it's over. It's done. You're gone. Yeah, unfortunately. And the last game was Saracens versus Exeter. Yeah. Now, interesting. I didn't see any of this. So, I've seen the highlights. Um, Saracens started very brightly. Mm-hmm. Um, two tries up and Exeter in typical Exeter fashion grind their way back into it N- know their way to the line Murray Lowe scores with less than 10 minutes to go um, and Steenson kicks a, a couple of conversions and a couple of penalties to, to pinch it by a point or yeah. a couple of points the most amazing thing about this well there's two things which I like well I don't like but two interesting bits uh, bits of information Saracens have lost four on the bounce. Ooh. Two Anglo Cup games, Anglo Welsh Cup games. Okay. And then two Premiership games. Okay, we can. I think we can overlook the Anglo Welsh Cup. Mm, not sure you can. Just, just there'll be no players. So Saracens aren't like your beloved Sale, where they play the same team every time. This Saracens Anglo Welsh Cup is is ve- very different. It's okay. their Premiership. Maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Uh, and also Exeter and the thing I love the most is look at the past results between Saracens and Exeter and you can see him closing the gap yeah They're, I mean we used to call Saracens the Borg I think it's more apt for Exeter well, because they learn adapt they maintain the standard they learn adapt yeah I mean, and, and they're both more than the sum of their parts god yeah yeah uh, you've got two directors so it was an off day. Saracens missing half a dozen, mm. more than half a dozen, uh, absolutely key players. I mean, having to have Max Malins starting rather than Farrell or Lazowski. I'm sure Max Malins is a talented player and got a huge amount of potential, but he's not an experienced Premiership operator. Mm. And going into a game like this, well, having... I mean, let's hope he's not because. Uh... Saracens have to pay him, and they're all they're already paying God knows how much to uh, <laughs> to, the, and, to the other two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not a vintage Saracen side, but it's still it's still they're still still Saracens at home in the league against and with Chiefs. with uh, ten internationals or in the region of ten internationals. Mm. Um, so it is. A v- I, I don't want to take anything away from Exeter because. This was a very good performance, and they are missing players too. Yeah, they are. And f- I mean, it still hasn't happened for Exeter yet that their team is ravaged by international call-ups. And I don't know what that says 
about how they're built or the quality of player or maybe what that says about Eddie Jones and his ability to pick a team. I mean, I, I don't know. But it, it just doesn't affect them like it affects other um, other teams, which is, yeah. you know, good for them. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, Pro, Pro 12? The only game that I've seen anything of was... Ulster, with your sneaky... What a victory. Get, what a tremendous, tremendous... Against my Be- Bellantonians. <laughs> what a result, what a performance. So Suf- Sufton. If, if I'm going to start supporting Benetton, right? Yeah. It was Benetton that they beat. It was Benetton. That is they, it Benetton we... or is it Treviso? Uh, so I'm looking right now on BBC's website and they've got them down as Benetton. Right. Uh, let me just c- go to... So I'm on ESPN and they've got them also as Benetton. Benetton. Ben- well, they actually list them as Benetton Treviso. So, uh, I get corrected on this on Twitter all the time. Anyway, it doesn't matter because my shirt's in the post. Yeah, really? Have, yeah, you, my, have you ordered one? I am. I'm going to go and watch them uh, <laughs> sometime in 2018. Nice. You're coming as well. I'd I'd love to come. Yeah, well, probably probably is. Uh, did also play home or away? Uh, this was at, at home. This so was at Ravenhill. The, the away fixture to come. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Uh, on the here we go, on the Pro 14 Guinness Pro 14 official website, they are listed as Benetton Rugby. They've dropped the Treviso name. There you are. Uh, if if anyone cares about that, anyone cares, let us know. <laughs> yeah. The um, for me, the result of the weekend was uh, Glasgow absolutely spanking Ospreys at Os- at, Osbre- 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 at with no players. <laughs> Just scraping twenty three. Yeah, I, I mean it's a. It's an okay for 15 that, that they talk. You'll recognise the names. They're kind of in and out of the squad. But, you know, you want to talk about Saracens getting depleted or Leicester oh, Tigers yeah. getting depleted. Well, this is a whole new ball game. Yeah. Of depletion to de- depletion to to a squad. And something's going to have to change at Ospreys. Something's going to have to change big time there. Because they are garbage. They are absolutely <laughs> garbage. And they've got no excuse for it. Yeah. Have you heard the transfer news today? Uh oh, Scott Williams. Scott Williams, yeah. That feels like an interest. <laughs> I mean, okay. So, do Scarlets need what is, what is now three uh, Welsh centres? Uh, it seems like you wouldn't. It seems though you wouldn't want to lose that one. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I'm definitely with you on that. But. Uh, Gatlin called up Hadley Parks ahead of Scott Williams, didn't he? Yeah. Well, was that just because he wanted to get him capped? Because uh, <laughs> if he didn't get capped, he falls into the new five-year rule. No, that's not true. Oh, is that not true? No, it's not right. That so he can get this. He, he can get capped in well any time in the next couple of years. Oh, have you heard the other news? Uh, no, but I'm sure you'll tell me. Yes, I have solved the eligibility crisis. <laughs> I did see uh, some news about the eligibility crisis. What's your news? And I'll tell you how I've solved it. Okay, the news was that uh, Sir Charles has said he wants to play for Tonga at the next World Cup. Uh, well, he can't because he's an All Black. I know, but if... An actual All Black. So our previous discussions were about people moving down the chain, not up the chain. Mm-hmm. So if you play for All Blacks, you can then go to play for Tonga. If you play for Tonga, you can't then be... 
pick for the All Blacks? Well, sadly, my solution won't help Charles Peter. Okay. Because my solution is purely for countries like Wales and South Africa and Australia where you're losing talent to other leagues. So, do you know this silly exclusion thing? You've got to have 60 caps for Wales or something. Yeah, yeah. So. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. Fundamentally, my point relies on this premise, which is it doesn't make sense that if you haven't made the national team yet, or you haven't achieved certain things in the national team yet, that you would need to stay in that environment to do things in the national team. Yeah. Let me give you an example. If I am an uncapped player... Yeah. And I've spent 10 years at a region, and I've still not achieved a cap, let, let alone 60. I don't think it's unreasonable that I should move away. Because, in, in effect, the current rules mean you have to be a Welsh international to stay a Welsh international. So, if the system isn't working for you as an individual, like the system might not have been working for Dylan Armitage or Stefan Armitage, yep. going away did make you a better player... As long as you've done your stint try, trying to get into the national team in that framework, okay. you say, okay, fine. And the reason I say this is, look at Reese Webb. Ten years at Ospreys. Yeah. He's done his stint for, well, for, for Welsh rugby. He might not have the caps, but he's done his stint within the framework. Let him, let him move on. That way, you keep your players in, you know, in your nation and... If they if it doesn't work out for them there, they can go elsewhere and improve. So, what would your stint be? Just a period of time in either time under contract or minimum appearances, but at a regional level rather than a national level. Yeah, right. Okay, and national level. Well, you know, it's not your fault, is it? If you happen to be behind Dan Carter, for, yeah. you know, or whoever, you know, an all-time great who never gets dropped, like Alan Wynne Jones. If you're behind Alan Wynne Jones for your entire career, you're not going to get a, a, a dual na- national contract. You're not going to get, you know, that you know the contract that you probably deserve money-wise. So why can't you go to Bath or Gloucester or somewhere? Yeah, solved. <laughs> done, it ag- done it again. Again, once again, bit more saves the day. Correct. Um, any other games you want to talk about before we get onto the the fixtures for next week? No, thank you. Okay. Shall we start with the Pro 14? Yep, go for it. Okay, Friday 1st of December. Uh, Southern Kings host Edinburgh. Southern Kings host Edinburgh. Um, This feels losable. It does feel losable. By Edinburgh? Yeah. Edinburgh. 
Um, hmm. Southern Kings to lose, but maybe not by as much as we we think. I think Southern Kings might might sneak this. So they they put in uh, a decent shift against a depleted but still good Scarlets team, um, and they've not yet won a game. So maybe this is where they break their duck. Yeah, it does feel like a, a good game to win this one. Okay, Glasgow host Cardiff. Glasgow. Feels predictable. Uh, Dragons host Ulster. Dragons host Ulster. Oh, please. Ulster. Please, I hope. <laughs> I hope. Yeah, uh, all the good news around... Um, I, I hope Ulster build until our visit and the... They've got to, They know they've got to impress us, so they, they should be building now to our attendance. What do you make of the R- Ross Moriarty debacle? Uh, um, it feels like a bit of a step down. Yes, I mean, he's going to be the highest paid player in Wales, allegedly. Really? Yeah. Ooh. A lot of money, that isn't it, for the Dragons? It's a lot of money for the Dragons. It's all, I, you always say you want uh, players earning. As much as they possibly can. Good for him. Yeah. But I'm kind of... I mean, I don't really care is the answer. Because Welsh rugby, or should I say, the the idiots that support Welsh rugby, <laughs> will make this into some sort of crisis. And it's not fair. It's WRU money or some such thing. Um, I, I just got a feeling it's going to cause more problems than it actually works out. Like, one region is controlled by the WRU, from what I understand. Every, everything else is private. But I, you know what? It's such a mess. I don't, I don't even want to talk about it. But Ross Moriarty's going there. Who knows? We might even have George North there at some point. Yeah. Um, Ulster to win. Ulster. I hope Ulster win. Then uh, Zebra. I think I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, host Connacht. Hang on. Zebra. Yes. Zebra. Host Connacht. Hmm. Give me Zebra. Yeah, I'm going to go for Zebra as well. Uh, then. Benetton host Leinster. Benetton. Uh, Leinster. You'll be wearing your Benetton shirt. Yep. Uh, Munster host Ospreys. Munster. Munster. Yep. Um, the Cheetahs host Scarlets. That'd be an interesting game. Cheetahs. Yeah, that'd be a bloody brilliant game. Yeah. There'll be some attacking rugby in that one. Minimum try scored? Uh, whew. Uh, let's go for nine. No less than nine tries N- yeah, scored in that. Yeah, absolutely. Be, when is that game? It is uh, 5.35 on Saturday the 2nd of December. Ooh. Oh, I'm in a... I'm what, are you, a what are you doing? My miserable life. I'm at a carol concert. Ugh. Actually, it's not a carol concert. It's a, 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 a choir concert. Yeah. It's not carols. Oh, that hurts my heart. Ugh. Oh, dear. I'll catch up on uh, the Sunday morning. I just don't understand what certain people get out of making other people go to things which are so blatantly <laughs> horrific. Because <laughs> uh, some people enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah, but you don't enjoy yeah, this kind of thing. I know. I mean, I, I would have to put my foot down there and say, no, this is a stupid idea. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, that's the... Uh... Do you know what? That's like me getting my wife to come and watch me participate in jujitsu when she has no interest <laughs> in jujitsu. Yeah. It's... It's a little bit like that. Uh, although I would enjoy jiu-jitsu far more than uh, quite a concert. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next one. Premiership. Here we go. Now, so, you, you have saved a game of the week, I hope. Uh, no, but I will tell you... Yes. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, let's go. We've already spoke about that a little bit. So Friday, Friday, uh, 7.45, Northampton host Newcastle. Two hmm. underperforming teams right now. Both will be desperate for a win. Northampton have their boys back. Yeah. They're at home. They've got big they're dills at... back, but will will he play? I think he will, actually. And they're at the Gardens. Formidable. Uh, Northampton, but only just. Yeah, give me Northampton. Saturday. Two... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sale. Are we not doing a game of the week? Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> Thought you'd be uh, extra pleased about that one, right? Saturday, two p.m. Exeter host Bath. So mm, the Bath will fill out fifteen shirts with somebody. Yeah, and Exeter will be Exeter. There's no way Bath can win this. Um, I mean, they will play the game at some at some point. Bath will look competitive. Exeter will win this probably by a margin that does not reflect the dominance that Exeter actually had. Yeah, I think Exeter will be. Fairly comfortable in this one. I, I think by two two clear scores, Exeter win. Mm-hmm. Then Gloucester host London Irish. Now, Gloucester, London Irish. Gloucester. It would be pretty Gloucestery and also pretty Quincy if Gloucester back up a great win with a terrible loss. Yeah, but it's like three great wins. Though. Yeah, so give me Gloucester as well. And that, yeah. yeah, London Irish have shown little... And they can defend, but they can only defend for so long. And the problem is they're not scoring points. Correct. So, Gloucester to win that one. Uh, Then, Wasps host Leicester. Now. East Midlands derby. This is interesting. Because Wasps are just starting to fire again. Yeah. They've got the most important thing to them, which is talent. Yeah. Now they've got their talent back, they might be in a position to do something. That said, Leicester have also got their talent back, and they are also very, very reliant on their first first fifteen. So the one thing I know about this game is it's going to be a straight shootout between this eighty minutes and the eighty minutes played between Scarlets and Cheaters to who will score the most tries in a game. <laughs> this could quite easily be what seventy points in the entire game, forty, oh. thirty, something like that. Oh yeah, I think I think it could be. This one could go off if Leicester's talent plays, because the 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 reason I'm just caveating it slightly is they have to rest them at some point. They have to rest them for league games. Well, they've got Anglo Welsh after this. Yeah, but they they don't count in terms of that, so they can only play a limited number of Premiership games. Oh, is that right? Yeah, as in Johnny May and George Ford mm-hmm. are limited, so they do have they cannot play in every. Is single it minutes game. or games? I think it's games, as in you can't just take them off after sixty minutes every single game, and like you sk- you skip uh, one third of the games. I thought I I don't see why not. I think that's fairly reasonable. <laughs> you don't think I think that's reasonable? Well, if you're going to do that, take that approach, you'd then have to go. Well, actually, how much work did, did they do? Because you could have sixty minutes and make two tackles, or you could do a Lewis Ludlow and have sixty minutes and make twenty nine tackles. So if you're going to do minutes, you might as well actually do. Well, how many interactions did they have? With- I I agree with that, but there again, I mean, I don't think you actually save a guy. So minutes does make more sense to me because when you have the GPS units on and you you're monitoring monitoring injuries, there are far more in- injuries whilst players are under fatigue. Yeah. So why would you risk 
the guys for games rather than minutes when actually it's the fatigue which is going to do it for them. But and the, a guy like Sam Underhill... Fatigue will be on either. Fatigue will come from either. Well, 60 minutes... I think if you did every game at 60 minutes, you would ha- you would definitely... Well, not definitely. You'd probably get less in- less injuries than if you had less games. Uh, because you're doing, you know... I don't know. Combined it, work. Because this comes back to the point I made earlier about clearing the knocks clearing mm, those clearing those minor knocks yeah and having a clear break of two weeks is I think more important than not playing the extra 10 or 20 minutes probably right actually on that the, yeah. I, I, yeah, also I guess it depends on the player uh, Sam Underhill as I mentioned him just a second ago you don't want him playing every game because every tackle might be his last <laughs> yeah <laughs> you got to wrap him up in cotton wool but you need him to be playing I think he he needs to look at someone someone like Michael Hooper, who is a similar size and weight. I think maybe mm. even Michael Hooper's a bit smaller, but puts himself about, but has like good technique and good robustness and good athleticism as well as putting in some big hits. Yeah, but I've got a feeling that it's not about the technique; it's about what Sam Hill actually likes to do. <laughs> I mean, I think he likes to bang. That's that's what that's what he does. Oh yeah, he definitely likes it, but. <laughs> he will also like earning significant amount of money playing for Bath and England. That is if true. If that finishes, he's not going to like it very much. No. That's so, that. Wasps Leicester, who's your money on? Uh, where has it been played? Uh, the Rico. I think Wasps are just sort of rounding back into form. This game might be a game too early for them. But Leicester away... Uh, it it all depends on the team sheet. I think if Johnny May and George Ford and Genji, those three are key. Cole? Silias is a good replacement for Cole, although having Cole on the bench is... Yeah, Cole's a very good scrummager. Um, yeah, th- if those three play... Uh, no, actually, oh, actually, also, actually do- even s- saying that, no, give me Wasps. Yeah, Just give me Wasps. Because the two guys who definitely won't play, I'm pretty sure, are Tamua. Uh, Tamur and Tualagi. And Tualagi. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Or, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, this, this one's a complete to- uh, toin, toin cost. coin toss. Coin <laughs> toss. Uh, then Sunday, 3 p.m., Quinn's host Saracens. Ooh. Saracens back to full strength. Um, again, dependent on people they rest, because bearing in mind, all these clubs then go into two weeks of European Champions Cup. Mm. So, the the rest thing for Saracens is even more interesting because it was in the Times today that Mark McCall is very happy with Eddie Jones for being sensible with Owen Farrell's game time. Yeah. Now, I don't know if they're kind of going to some sort of inverse arms race here where they try and compete to see who can play him less. Yeah. And I hope that isn't the case. Um, it would seem weird, though, if he played him for the whole game. But they've also got Lozowski back. Yeah. Um, and they've got you know a, a couple of others. Farrell is clearly the most important. Farrell plays. They 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 must win. Yeah. I I think Saracens will win this. I think, like I said, if, if they've lost two on the bounce on the league... Um, Four in total? Yeah. One of which was to Quinn's. Yeah, they'll have 
their internationals back. Um, so Mako didn't start at the weekend. Nope. So that's good. Farrell didn't start at the weekend. That's good. It's it told you has played a bit. Um, Cruz has been playing for Saracens. Big Billy's not going to be back anytime soon. But I think they'll be all right. And they'll have Maitland back after his stint beating the Aussies. Great mates. Can't, can't wait for that. <laughs> yeah. So give me Saracens. Um, and then... Our game of the week where you can win. There you go. <laughs> not, not quite cocker-esque. That I, I can't hear it. I've not got my, got, got my headphones. That intro. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice thanks try, to our, Thanks to our partners at Leo Vegas, we can bring you our game of the week. Go and visit Leo, uh, at Leo Vegas. Not only do they sponsor us, they also sponsor, uh, sponsor Le- Leicester Tigers. They are serious about their rugby union, much as we are. Which is why our game of the week this week is who, Phil? Well... We often look towards the top end of the table, uh, some of the glamour ties, but this week we are turning our uh, attention to what is potentially a relegation battle, albeit they both won last week, uh, and Worcester have won two on the bounce. It is Worcester hosting Sail Sharks at six ways. Hmm. Yes. This is pretty tough. Uh, Well, first things first. Sale have the better team on on paper, I think. I I would probably go with that, yeah. They also have quite comfortably the better back row. I think they've probably got one of the best back rows in, in the entire premiership. Yeah. The problem comes with everything else. <laughs> so, you know, the front five can be good good at good in fits and starts. Yeah. Bryn Evans is absolutely key to everything everything that they do. Everyone else is basically replaceable. Um, you know they're quite good, but they're simply replaceable. Um, Competent Premiership players, as you've described. Yeah, a I mean, couple even of someone today. like Ross Harrison, who is who performs week in week out, does eight, does an eighty minute shift. He's not really battering people. You know he works hard, and you know that's pretty good. Um, he works damn hard, and he's a he is a good Premiership player. Yeah, he is. Uh, do you know what? He would be perfect for Exeter. Yeah, he would be an uh, amazing. Exeter Chiefs player. He would fit in nicely, actually. Yeah, it, with his work it. rate and capability and availability. I mean, he, he, the man never seems to be injured. No, uh, he is actually very, very good. Very robust. Uh, and I think you know the problem they've got is although the back row is a clear reflection of where this team wants to go, everything else is a little bit of a muddle. And it's like, who can we get? Who is the best player at this time to get in? And you've sort of got to force this all into one sort of mould. Uh, the backs is in a similar sort of vein. Now, is this the two most exciting uh, scrum halves in the league? Yes, I'd say so. But Sale have a big problem. Okay. Which is when Fafter Clerk loses, the the team lose. Okay. So if he's been... If you get under Faf's skin, yeah. so to speak. Or if he's been outplayed. i tell you what a great example of that would be. Harlequin's away. Yeah. And Danny Kerr Danny just Kerr. completely unlocked them. Danny, Danny Kerr is having a great season. Quietly, yeah, having a great season. Yeah, he's he's doing some very nice things at the moment. So you know, if if after Clerk get, gets outplayed, they are probably done. They are probably done for. Um, as for Worcester, I mean, we spoke about it before. They are such a powerful backline. Mm. I mean, lads like um, Hammond or you know, you know Bento probably won't 
be fit. What, what exactly is it? Um, uh, it was an, an ankle injury, I think. A lower leg injury. Yeah, well, they're very explosive and they're very, and they're very powerful. And they're quite a lot more direct than Sale, too. You can Sale are direct through Jennings, occasionally. They'll have Janzi von Rendsburg ready to come in. Yeah. But do you think he Do you think he will start? I don't see the point in it, to be honest. Do you not think he's an upgrade on Jennings? Jenn- Jennings is a good, hard-running centre. I don't see how he can be. I don't see how you can bring in a guy, have him in the building for two weeks... And then for him to fit in better than the guy who's been running the show for however long. And the thought... Well, pro- so- uh, sorry, Phil. Yeah. Want- well, no, I was just going to say, running the show. So Jennings is a good... He's a strong runner. He's a hard runner. He's a direct runner. He's not a controlling ball player in 12. Uh, more so than you think. But Rohan Rohan Yancy von, Ren- von- Rensburg. <laughs> I, I can't say it now. Definitely isn't. That- that way, he's he's none of that. But in terms of a an athletic, hard running, direct running centre, I mean, how many better in the world are there? He might be the La- best young. He La- might be the best young centre in the world. Laumapi, perhaps. Yeah, that, that's a very good comparison. There's not many others who are as potent as him uh, at what ben, he does. Ben, ben Tail. Yeah, he's in that conversation. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, the problem is he's been there for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing as well, and this simply just doesn't ring true to this, you know, to the caliber of signing that he is. Uh, the official line out of sale was, "We want someone to cover Jennings because we are afraid that Jennings will run out of steam." This isn't cover, okay? This is, <laughs> this is a replacement. Yeah. And it's a replacement for three months. That yeah. makes no sense. Yeah. Whatsoever. If you're Saracens and you want to win the league, by all means, find yourself a, a you know, a three month replacement. When, when. Uh, like Cruz and Itoji last year were uh, Autumn Internationals then Six Nations bring in someone like Skelton yes that that makes sense this does not make sense yeah and uh, not uh, I'll just mention again I have written a piece um, a piece about this and similarly the only thing it can, the only reason it can be for is to artificially not artificially boost but to boost the the league position of sale so certain certain targets are, are met when really they should be saying, right, well, we've got a great academy. Let's play our academy lads. Yeah. Uh, as it happens, I've I've got it and I've heard von Rensburg might be signing for Gloucester next year on a three-year deal anyway. Really? So Ackerman's bringing him in, bringing in another yeah. boy in. So you give him this guy a bit of a taste of cash, a bit of a taste of high life in a in the AJ Bell in Carrington. <laughs> Hopefully, you can seal him next like next year. Maybe not. So mm. I don't like the signing. He might be really good for one or two games, but I've, also uh, he might just not fit in because he doesn't know how to play the game. Just get Faf to pass straight to Van Rensburg. Well, do you know a great example of this? I love I love Tim not being here. I can talk about whatever I want. <laughs> a great example of this would be someone like AJ McGinty, who really struggled in his first year because he didn't know exactly yeah. what Paul Deacon required him to do in that attack. God knows how Van, how von Rensburg's going to deal with it in two weeks. Yeah, you know it. It took a, uh, AJ a year. So, just one quick question before we we wrap up this and and give our winners and losers. So Rensburg wore twenty one on his back when he played last week, which is normally the reserve scrum half right position. Will Cliff or wore number twenty two? Hmm. Do you know, is there some superstition from Rendsburg about the number 22? I've not heard it. I mean... It just it just seemed odd. Just trying to think how it works. Will Cliff is kicking as well. Did he come on 
because they don't carry an extra fly half on the, on the bench. AJ would have been away with USA. Yeah, so yeah, there was there was no, but normally the even the even nine would wear twenty. The nine reserve would wear twenty one. Your kind of inside back reserve would wear number twenty two, and your outside back reserve would wear number twenty three. They, they only carried two two backs on the bench. No, they carried three because Josh Charlie was was there. So uh, Josh Charlie was wearing number three outside twenty three inside. Don't so. know, and I would ask, but I'm still banned. So that's <laughs> the end of that. <laughs> okay, predictions. Um, uh, I've got a feeling the pressure might be a little bit too much for Sale. New team. I. Oh, on one hand, I can see him grinding it out. On the other hand, I can see him getting completely blo- uh, blown away by, um, by Worcester. Attacking hard, maybe maybe it comes down to rain. If it rains, sail wins. Mm. If it's nice and dry, Worcester win. The rain is less of a factor because of the plastic pitch, but it is still a factor. Mm. I'm I'm going for Worcester. I think I'm Worcester gonna... Worcester at home, uh, and that uh, makes. I mean, in one respect, it makes the the league less interesting because my prediction then is that London Irish are ten points adrift, and two wins adrift as well but on the other side it makes it more interesting because Worcester are actually throwing themselves into the mix and they're on a roll for the the top six position I tell you what it's a lot of money to spend at sale to come 11 it's a hell of a lot of, it's a large amount to increase your salary cap by yeah um, I'm going to have I think I don't know I don't know so bet on that I don't know <laughs> uh, it's good uh, Bet on uncertainty. You think Worcester by how much? Less than seven. Uh, Worcester by two or three points it'll be. Because I think Sale will keep it tight, but I think Worcester will have enough. Yeah, do you know what? Here we go. Here we go. I think the worst thing that Sale can do is keep it tight. I, I think they do their best work when they're playing the forward pack off, off nine and then playing little patterns out the back. If they do that, they ca- they can outscore Worcester. I think the pressure will mean that they go tight. If they go tight, they will lose. They're going to lose by seven points. You've heard it here first. Boom. There Put, you go. Go to Leo Vegas. Actually, let's <laughs> not be too specific. Go to Leo Vegas. Have a look. Good website. Great odds. Great people. <laughs> yeah. Gamble responsibly. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, um, what else do I want to tell you, Phil, before we go? Any other news? I've been, I've been like... The last few days I've been completely out of action uh, yeah. in terms of the world, the environment, rugby news. Is there any big stories that I will have missed? Hang on. Tim sent us a message, right? Because he was, oh, so, yeah. he was so keen for us not to miss any bits and pieces. It would be remiss the, of us not to read that message. <laughs> Didn't the message just say, don't spend all podcasts talking about sale? He said, keep it to 20 minutes. On sale. Moriarty <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dragons got like Worcester. Uh, yeah, fine. Scott Williams to Ospreys. Oh, 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 Morney, Peter Morney. Considering move to England and France. No, Ooh. he's not moving. France. If you go somewhere, it'll be France. It won't be England. But the the IRFU. Surely, if he is considering it, it would just be to basically make the IRFU match whatever money you can get in France. Mm. That's what. I'm sure someone else has done that recently. Maybe yes. And they've called a couple of people's bluff. In terms of like Madigan and, and Zebo, oh, you're actually not that important to us. You can go. 
Yeah, and it's amazing. Like when lads are outside the system, how much their value drops. I mean, Madigan has not been seen again. Uh, yes, he's largely irrelevant now in the elite rug in the elite rugby picture. Uh, it's very quick how people get forgotten, isn't it? Omani, uh, not so much. I mean, he, he was a Lions captain. Yeah, and he's playing. He's he's so important for Ireland the way that they play Let's, because of his work rate and his line out work. Well, no one's actually said he couldn't play for Ireland. Sexton did play for Ireland. He did. That's true. And Omani's got credit in the bank. I mean, if they tell Omani he can't play because he can't get the right amount of money in Ireland, that is disgraceful. Like, genuinely disgraceful. Uh, let's play a little bit of... Um, let's, let's play a little thought experiment. Who in the Premiership would he most suit? Who needs him? Ooh. Who needs a, a toughened six? Who's not a carrying six particularly, but his... his his defensive work, his work around the park, his work at the breakdown, and his line-out work are all really strong, outstanding. Hmm. I know. Go on. I've got. Oh, do it's a bit controversial this because they already have a guy there who's very good. You think he's a six, not a seven? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Harlequins could do with him. Yeah. Someone needs a bit of grit. Mind you, Harlequins need a whole new coaching staff before they <laughs> before they sign anyone. Uh, Harlequins wouldn't be a bad fit, you know. Harlequins would be quite good. Right sort, of ca- right sort of cash. You have the balance of Rob Shaw and him. God, that's a hard-working uh, pair of six. A classy, classy hard-working pair. Six and halves. Yeah. The other one, Leicester seems to be right. They've got a bit of a history of signing toughened Irishmen. Yeah. He's not the right position for Leicester, though. As in, they don't spend money on sixes. No, no, no they don't really. Uh, unless it's homegrown Tom Croft. But they don't bring... Yeah, so Leicester doesn't quite feel right. Um, hmm. Oh, Gloucester. Gloucester would work. It's a partner, Ackerman and Ludlow. Ooh. And Morgan, if you get... Oh, yeah, Big Ben Morgan, the finisher. And Freddie Clark as well. Is a, I, I quite like Freddie Clark. I think he's not a bad player. They've got some good options, but yeah, he'd, he'd fit well in with an Ackerman team, wouldn't he? Yeah, we are getting to a stage in rugby now, okay, where if you're going to get a hardened, grizzled veteran, you're either rooted to the bottom bo- bottom of the table, and you just need that instant boost immediately, or that the guy coming in has got to be utterly world-class, and not just add to your playing squad, but add to your leadership. Yeah. Or, because you're taking away, like we've just said about Gloucester, you take away from Freddie Clark or Lewis Ludlow or Ruin Ackerman. Or all of Paladry, which are, P- Yeah, all of which are very early 20s. Yeah. So the guy coming in has got to be not just a good player, not just their equal, but he's got to be much, much better and almost like a coach on the field type. Yeah. So, which luckily I actually would think Peter O'Morney would class us up. Yeah, he's one of the few who does fill that role. I know where he's going to go. Dragons. They're signing everyone. <laughs> ah, yeah. Heard it here first. Right. That is far longer than it should have been. Sorry, Tim. Sorry, Tim. All right. Let, let the boys play. Let the boys play. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.